We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, all right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It is Thursday. That means it is that means it is keys to victory time. That's Ryan Roberts. I'm Brian Driscoll. Before we begin, there are a couple things that I want to discuss, Ryan. Number one is our team just got bigger and better. We have uh, signed the Lucky Lefty Podcast to be part of our family. They will now be the, and for those Ohio State fans, that's T-H-E-E, the Notre Dame channel on CFB Nation. So we're very, very excited to have Lucky Lefty as part of our crew. They are going to keep doing it the way they do it. They're just going to now do it on their YouTube channel. And if you haven't subscribed to the Lucky Lefty YouTube channel, do so. We're trying to get them over 3,000 subscribers. So go do that right now. But now they're going to be on our CFB Nation podcast platform. And if you are not subscribed to that, then you need to go subscribe to that right now. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Spotify. And that is the channel where we have the crew from Sporting News. We have two, uh, the, one of the, the best beat one of the best beat writers in the business who writes who is the lead college football writer for Sporting News, Bill Bender, and one of the editors at, at Sporting News, Bill Trochi, are the two guys that, that do that show. They do th- they're now doing three shows a week because of the uh, the college football playoff recap. They're doing a great job. John Garcia is is a recruiting guy. He has a show out today. John had to take a little bit of a break because he had a baby, and as Ryan knows. That can take a lot of work when they first come out. So no, no excuses, John. No excuses. <laughs> no excuses. Pod like a champion. I get it. Uh, so, so John needed to take a step away, but he's back. He's now had his second show this month. Uh, that is out today on the CFB Nation platform. If you are seeing these feeds pop up on your Irish Breakdown feed, just understand that that is coming from CFB Nation. What we're doing now is we're trying to use the Irish Breakdown platform. To try to help build them up. This is not a most likely not going to be a permanent thing. I would like it to not be a permanent thing. So the more of you that like that content, go listen to it, subscribe to it on the CFB Nation podcast platform. So uh, and then, of course, give them a five star review. Give us a five star review. So I wanted to let people that are seeing these these CFB All America feeds or the state of recruiting feeds kind of pop up on the Irish Breakdown podcast platform. That's why. And then you're going to start seeing the Lucky Lefty podcast as well. Uh, Sean published the show today, 
that uh, they did yesterday. And then, of course, today's show will be up here in a little bit. So uh, that was one of the benefits of it is now Lucky Lefty obviously had their live YouTube channel, but they also will now have it coming out on podcast platform. And so that's going to be a very, very big key to to what we're doing here. So we're very excited uh, to have them on board. Very excited to keep growing. And, and look, this is just the beginning, y'all. I've told y'all. We're not going to take a step back at Irish Breakdown, but we do want to build up the CFP Nation platform and keep adding really great talent to that as well. So that way you can never say, hey, I ran out of stuff to listen to. Well, that's never going to be a problem when we get this sucker growing. So there's no doubt. Or, hey, I had to go listen to this other podcast because you guys only did X amount of hours. Nope. There's going to need one place and one place alone, and that is Irish Breakdown and CFB. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So obviously, Ryan, very excited to have Sean and Malik on, and now we'll get a chance to do more collaboration with them too, which is also a very exciting part. You and Sean do a lot already, but we're going to do even more. Sean's, I mean, Sean's already a part of the IRB family, right? Like this is now about getting him and Malik and the way they do things on the lucky lefty as part of what we do. And we're excited to have them on board. A former Notre Dame player joining the, uh, joining the platform, man. I mean, talk about a great perspective to add on top of what Sean brings to the table, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. No doubt. No doubt. But today, Ryan, we're focusing on the Irish Breakdown content. And today we're going to talk about keys to victory over Navy. Now, if you think this is going to be a deep dive into the triple option, you are sadly mistaken. But you will get that today. Six o'clock tonight on the IB Nations or the IB Sports Talk Show, 
it will be me and Jesse Styers. We are going to break down the triple option. We're going to sort of do a triple option 101 class. Then we will talk about, you know, kind of what it does, why people do it. We'll talk about some of the unique wrinkles that Navy's doing this year with their triple option. And we'll talk about how to defend it. And of course, we'll have rapid fire. So you'll be able to get a chance to get a little bit more of me tonight. Sean Styers, obviously, uh, getting, he, I believe he is traveling tonight for the women's basketball game coming up because he is the voice of the women's basketball program at Notre Dame. So that's why over the next few months, you, there will be times where you won't always see Sean on the IB Nation uh, Sports Chalk show just because of those obligations. That's something Sean loves to do. That was part of the thing that he said, hey, if I want to make this move, can I still do this? And I said, absolutely, as long as they're paying you and you love to do it, go for it. So he'll be doing that. But once basketball season is over, he'll be back to hosting it every day. So uh, that's just to let people know about that. But, Ryan, it's it's keys to victory time for Navy. And, and Ryan, when you look at this game, it's one of those games where we talk about this from time to time. There's two ways to look at this game. One is to just go in and get the W and do what you got to do to get the W. And and the other way is, no, do what you got to do to not only get the W, but to get better. I was having an interaction with someone on Twitter today. I was like, no, just pound the ball. You can't do it. And I'm like, <clears throat> you can't do that. If you're afraid of throwing the ball against Navy, then just, just tell yourself like, okay, we're just, we're, we're lucky to be where we are and we can't get there and all that. This is a game that's about beating Navy, but then also making yourself better. And so when you and I look at our keys today, Ryan, it'll also be about this is a way that we think they can beat Navy, but also get themselves rolling in certain areas, especially offensively, to make sure that they can go out in their last two games and beat Boston College and, of course, beat beat USC. So as we do this, we'll have that in mind is this this game is much deeper than just getting this dub and getting out of here. Right. right. This is about get this dub and get out of here a better football team than you were going in. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's really well said, Brian. I know I saw someone in the chat earlier call it a glorified practice. I completely disagree with that, right? Like, I mean, first and foremost, you need to come out there and you need That's to dominate. It's so incredibly disrespectful to, to, it to is. the Navy program. It is. It 100% is. And it's also like, hey, there is a big opportunity not only to continue your win streak here, right, but also – you do have an opportunity to have that get right portion of the game to help the passing attack. But at the end of and the core, and I know we're going to talk about this in a couple minutes here, you have to stay true to who you are, right? Like you're not reinventing yourself. You are adding on and expanding your repertoire and the things that make you successful. This is a huge opportunity to get better. And it's very cliche. And I know that you hear coaches, you know, oh, it's another opportunity to get better. But that really is what it is this week, man. Like that's how Coach Freeman and his staff need to tackle this game. This isn't a – Hey, we know they're not. They, we know they're an inferior team from a talent perspective. We just going to kind of walk, go through the motions, and come out and still win despite me, you know, maybe being half asleep. Like, no, this is a game where you come out, you continue to build the energy to the program, you continue to harp on the things that you need to get better at, and continue to really focus in and solidify the things that you already do well. This is an opportunity to sharpen the sword, and that's what you need to kind of keep in mind. This this is not a glorified practice. This is not a half-hearted effort. This is an effort that you need to go down to Baltimore. You need to dominate the football game. But more importantly, you need to have your kind of laser focus on this is also the things that we need to improve on in order to get to where we need to go. What we saw last week was a great step for Notre Dame to dominate Clemson. But that's not the best that Notre Dame can be, right? Like it's not the mountaintop. But there's still a lot more room to improve and there's still a lot more room to grow. Which is actually a good thing, Ryan. I mean, it's it's one of those things where like, well, that's as good as it gets. 
And, you know, it is what it is, right? That's as, but that's as good as it gets. The reality is there is areas where no name. I mean, look, they're not, there's not areas where they're going to get like a ton better. They're, you know, you're not sure. going to, Drew Pine's not going to come out against USC looking like Baker Mayfield and then all of a sudden <laughs> go out and, you know, play Alabama in the Sugar Bowl or something and look like, you know, Kyler Murray, right? I mean, it, but it's about, there's definitely areas on both sides of the ball where this football team can and should get better. And that's important. And that's what the key is, is about, you know, getting better as a football team each and every week. And and I think also, too, Ryan, is if you do that against against this football team, against Navy, you also show us that you've kind of kind of matured a little bit, too, as a football team. Yeah. And and I think that's an important piece of this, too, Ryan, is because this is a team that's kind of shown that they are going to play to the level of their competition. And, and I think it's important that Notre Dame – goes out there and, and says, hey, look, we're gonna we're not that team anymore. We are mm-hmm. we are a better team now. We are gonna go out and do the things that we need to do and 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 become a better football team. So, you know, I think I think that's gonna be a big part of this football game, right for me. It's just we're also gonna learn a lot about this team from a maturity standpoint. There's no I mean, doubt I, about it. I mean I think that it's a real big tell the fact that the Notre Dame team is now starting to have a lot of success what comes in what happens when you come into a week where you should be winning hands down, right? Like, I think that that's, I mean, talk about reversing bad trends of the past. We've talked before about even games Notre Dame has dominated against some lower level competitions. They didn't play particularly well. Like, I mean, we talked about UNLV afterwards, Brian, like, did they play well against UNLV? I don't think so. Some phases, sure. But as a team collaborative effort, it wasn't a great, great showing against UNLV. And if this team is really turning the corner, we saw them, get past one hurdle that they've had a tough time with in the past, beating a top five team and beating them convincingly. That's a great step, but also you need to take care of business and you need to dominate the competition that you should dominate. And that's what this week shows. That's what this week is going to show growth. Again, this is a exponential growth process. Notre Dame has not arrived. Notre Dame is still trying to get to where they need to go. And this is another awesome opportunity for this team to show that they have kind of gotten over that hump, right? They are kind of really, tackling and investing in what coach Freeman has kind of been preaching mm-hmm. to them now for several months. This is, this is an opportunity, another big opportunity for him. So Ryan, as we kind of dive into the specifics of this keys to victory, I think let's obviously offense is where we always start. It's, it's going to be important in this game as well, because that's the side of the ball that still needs to kind of become a little bit more complete. We are starting to see the defense look more and more like the unit we thought it was going to be. And that's obviously very important. You know, we 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 knew that <clears throat> we knew the D line was going to be good, and and they've been at inconsistent times this year. But as a whole, they've still been good, even with Isaiah Foskey not always playing like Isaiah Foskey, right? And that's I think speaks volumes to just kind of how good this football team can is outside of just they're not just the Isaiah Foskey show, sure. right? Like that they're they're a good football team no matter what, and so. The linebacking core was expected to be better and the secondary we thought could be better than people think, but it was still a question mark. Well, that unit's been pretty good. D-line's been pretty good. Linebacking core ended up being a problem, but they've really shored that up. They've had three good games in a row. The UNLV game, they had some bad plays, but overall they played well. But, you know, as we said, like, hey, it's a great first step, but it's still UNLV and they didn't have their starting quarterback and their starting tailback only played half the game and all that kind of stuff. Got to see more of it. They went out and played really well against Syracuse and yep. played even better against Clemson. So, you know, the defense is kind of rounding into form at the right time. The offense is getting there in certain parts of the game. 
We've had two quality game plans in a row from Tommy Reese. We've had the offensive line has been playing like an, an at an elite level for for a month now, if not longer, and getting better and better each week, and surprising us with how good they were last week. We knew they were good, but can you? You're not going to push around Miles Murphy and Brian Percy. I mean, there's no way Josh Luck dominates Brian Percy. If I'd have told you that before the game, that you'd have been like, dude, you're you're Brian, you're Tony Homer in and out right now, right? Like, yeah, and you would have been right. But that's exactly what happened. Yep. So, you know, they're at that point now, Ryan, where you say, boy, this team is this team has got a chance to 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 really do something that that you like. And so, you know, for me, Ryan, you, you look at it now and you say, okay, <clears throat> how does the offense get to be a little bit more complete? Knowing what is that look, I guess we should first define what that looks like, Ryan. It's not the offense he's got there and throw for 400 yards. It's it needs to be a legitimate threat that if you overplay the run game, they will burn you. They will hurt you. Even if Drew Pine only goes 8 of 15 or 8 of 14, mm-hmm. that's okay. But go 8 of 14 for 175 yards or 180 yards because he hit two bombs, right? Like those are the things that we need to see from this pass game where you're willing to, to you're willing and able to really make people pay, not just dink and dunk and move the chains like they did last week, but really make teams pay. The yeah. personnel is there to do it. They have to fix it. And I think this game's an opportunity against, as excuse me, you and I discussed yesterday, a not very good secondary and mm-hmm. a vulnerable secondary. But so was Clemson's circumstances weather-wise kind of kept you from doing that. Looking at the weather now, it doesn't look like the winds are going to be too much to do that. I mean, Baltimore in November, Ryan, always going to have some wind. Sure. But it's not like, you know, you're playing in the old Meadowlands back in the day, right? It's not – it's not like that. It shouldn't be something that keeps you from being able to go out and and still do what you do, and that's going to be the key. Um, you know, I'm just kind of looking at it. Looking at it now, it looks like again on Saturday it's going to be in the 60s, so it's going to be really nice weather. Uh, looking at, uh, just give me a second. Of course, it's now. It doesn't want to load. <laughs> Uh, I hate I hate the Weather Channel website. I hate those channels where like just ads constantly pop up like that, kind of like the YouTube channel from time to time. Uh, so Saturday winds no more than 12 miles an hour, 16% chance of rain, mostly sunny. Those are good November conditions, right? I mean, so certainly manageable. So you need to see this offense build yep. and become better and become more complete. That's what we're looking for. So that we'll, we'll kind of get to that. But the first key, Ryan, the first key is the same mm-hmm. as always. And it's something we have still not seen this team do consistently. And that's start fast. They scored one offensive touchdown in the first half of each of the uh, of this past game. They scored two offensive touchdowns against Syracuse, but they didn't come until the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Partly because your defense kind of you didn't get on the field for a while because your defense blocked the you know picked the pass off and all that, and then they, then Syracuse went down with a nice long drive. But we got to start better, and and the that is for different reasons every week this week it's it's again it's about you have confidence now now don't lose it right you know show you know show yourself show the nation hey what you saw last week was not clemson playing bad i've listened to about eight different clemson shows this week just to kind of see do they understand what happened to them on saturday and they don't mm-hmm. it's all oh, clemson played poorly they weren't prepared they didn't coach well et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. in some ways they didn't coach great but Sure. You know, they they were physically dominated and they people and, and I want to say, look, this is who Notre Dame was supposed to be, y'all. This is that shouldn't surprise you. If if Notre Dame was the team all year we thought they could be, I wouldn't have been surprised by Saturday's performance. 
Mm-hmm. Just because we've been telling you for two years, Clemson was slowly on a descent. But that's not who we thought this team was this year. And so now it's like, hey, this is who we are, and now we're going to go show you. And sorry, Navy, we love you and respect you, but you're about to catch one, and we're about to go out there and start fast. So I think the, building the confidence, getting this team rolling, getting Drew Pine more confident, because if you go back and look, he didn't throw much in the second, pa- second half. But he made some really impressive confidence-building throws. You saw him acting in a way like he didn't look rattled like he had in so many previous weeks. He was still not you know, going through the reads as quickly. But he was playing with that Drew Pine swagger that we hadn't seen in a while. You know, the Conor McGregor thing. Like, you only do that because you're feeling really good about where you're at. And, and so you hope that last week's game can be a springboard. But it, it's really important to get this entire offense – it, mm-hmm. To make sure that the offensive line's not sleepwalking through this one because Navy's not as good as Clemson. This is a chance. This, a fast start tells me that this team is mentally locked in to this game and ready to roll. I think it's a very important, again, for this team to, to get off to a fast start. I mean, it's about showing that a team could be a complete football team, right, Brian? Like to, to jumpstart, to get your day started, to get the, to build the momentum early in football games. I mean, you think about that Syracuse game, right? You pick six on the first drive of the game for the defense. That's awesome. You jump The defense jump-started that football game. Last week, the special teams jump-started that football game with the block that was returned by, you know, that was blocked by Jordan Batelho that was returned by Prince Colley for a touchdown. So back-to-back weeks, we've had defense and special teams get the party started, right, to jump-start the team. Well, it's the offense's turn to get that, get that going a little bit more, man. Like, that is. I, I mean, because – I mean, this isn't like a this isn't like a crazy statement, right? Like I'm not breaking news here. The defense has been I mean, the special teams has been excellent this year. It's been excellent. Defense has been very good in spurts. It's been a very good unit for the most part. Has done its job in every single football game. We've talked about that a ton. The offense is the side of the football, though, that still needs to show that they can live up to that, right? That they can get up to that type of level. So what better week to get the offense really jump-started and to start fast, something that we've talked about countlessly week after week to show that the offense is heading in the right direction. I agree. The play calling has been better over the last couple of weeks. There's been some really good things, especially in the running game, offensive line play. Michael Mayer does his thing. But in order to really ascend to being that team, each side of the football needs to kind of work off of each other and to pull its own weight. And I think that that's a – Huge opportunity in this football game. It's for the offense to now step up and say, hey, defense, you've been doing great. Got us jump-started against Syracuse. Special teams, awesome job last week getting the game kicked off with that block punt. It's our turn this week. Let's get it rocking. Let's get it rolling. Let's get it figured out because they, they have an opportunity. I mean, honestly, Brian, this is a game for me, and I know we talk about this sometimes, and I know, I know there's not really a right or wrong answer to it, but if Notre Dame wins a toss, I'm taking the football this week, man. And I'm saying offense, let's get rolling here today, man. Like that's just for me what I would do personally. So I, I agree. Start fast. I think it's huge. Yeah. I think it's also about this is one of those games where people say, you know, you wait to the second half. And I'm like, look, there's a chance you may only get two possessions by the time you start with the second half. Like I want to get I want to get the ball and get a score on the board immediately. The faster I can get Navy out of their game, the better chance we have of putting this thing away. So, you know, and and I'm always a, you know, my personal preference of everything is the way that I want a program to be. I'm always want to take the ball. This team is Mm -hmm. more of a start on defense. That's your best unit. Show them what you can do, Ryan. 100% have no problem with Notre Dame wanting to start with on defense this year. However, 
to your point, this is one of those games where I would consider the other way around, you know, is where, hey, look, let's get this. Let's keep this momentum going on offense, because if you start on offense and you're able to put a time, a, a drive together where maybe you take four or five minutes off the clock. Now you're taking some of the pressure off your defense because that's time that Navy won't have the football. And it gives them time to kind of get it in the flow of the game. And 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 you've now extended. Here's the other thing, too, that's important for this game. And it and it plays to the defense is the fewer possessions that they can have in the first half, the more time you have in the at halftime to make adjustments where mm-hmm. you're then gonna have you're you're gonna have your adjustments to what the wrinkles they're doing in the second half where they would then have more possessions. And hopefully you're up at that point in time. So the, if you can limit the number of possessions they have on your defense in the first half before you can make adjustments, the better it is for your football team yeah. against this particular offense. Again, that's unique to Navy. If mm-hmm. I'm a defer to the second half, take the ball in the second half kind of guy, that's true of most teams, but this is a different week. And if I can limit the number of snaps and possessions Navy can make against my defense before halftime, that's mm-hmm. that's better for you as a football team. And again, right, it it maximizes your opportunity to get three possessions and hopefully three scores on the board as opposed to maybe only two or right. three or four scores on the board as opposed to two or three. It, it all makes sense, Ryan. That's a great point. It's a great and, point. And I, I look at it this way too, Brian. It's like if you start out with the football and let's say Notre Dame goes three and out or they can't put together a, a clean drive, right? You've done that in the past, right? Like it literally has been a thing where you have not started out fast. So that's not going to be like a, a, you know, like a conscious like, oh, man, what are we doing, right? Like, like how is this happening against a Navy team? But the worst possible outcome, I believe, is that Navy gets the ball first. They put together a long drive and then you're just like, Man, like what what is happening right now? And you get a little bit, mm-hmm. I want to say shell shock because it's just one drive. But the point is, is that your offense is sitting on the sideline. They're kind of waiting. They're getting a little, you know, aggravated, kind of waiting for for the opportunity. The defense that has been playing really good football for the most part is, you know, maybe they give up a eight to 10, 12 play drive or whatever it is. And that's, I think, just the worst possible outcome. You want to get that offense on the field early, in my opinion. Right. And you want to just jump on them quick because then – as you gain more momentum and you gain a lead, that's when Navy starts to press because right. then they're like, okay, we're not built to score fast. We're not built to score multiple times in a short amount of time. Like that's not our offense. So then they have to start, hey, do we have to get a little play action game going? Do we have to run some waggle? Do we have to bring a trick play out of the books right. to try to spark something? Like making this team uncomfortable, I think, well, is the biggest thing. Some me. of the stuff too, Ryan, that maybe you liked, but you weren't sure if Clemson was the week to bring that out. This is the week sure. to bring that out. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. So and and that kind of that kind of I think key number two also is is there's things that we need to do and, and add to it as if you're an offensive mm-hmm. staff. But the key number two after starting fast is you got to still be who you are. Yes. Right. Like it's yes, you need to throw the ball. Our next two keys are going to be about, you know, kind of enhancing the pass game and all that. But you're not doing that at the expense of who you are. Right. Like what I don't want to see is them come out and throw the ball the first seven possessions of the game. Again, if it comes out and all of a sudden drew seven of seven for 140 yards, I'll take that statement back. <laughs> right. I mean, it, but it or unless it's off of RPOs, like if you if you call two pass plays on your first seven plays, but they're loading the box and you've installed RPOs and they're crashing the edge or their linebackers are cheating outside and you're pulling and throwing the ball outside. That's a different story because that's not necessarily calling seven pass plays. That needs to be who you are. Right. But at the same time, this is still an offensive line, tight end, running back driven offensive football team. And it still needs to be that. 
Now, part of who you are needs to be maybe you do some different ways to get your running backs to football, right? This is a good screen game, screen week. This is a defense you can screen. This is a defense you can get the ball in the perimeter to your receivers, to your running backs, uh, to your tight ends. So that's part of being who you are. Being who you are isn't just running it down another team's throat. It's about building. It's about building your game plan around who you are and what you do best. And that is, you have the best tight end in college football. Use them. You have the arguably one of the two or three best backfields in the country, right? And I don't even think it's really arguable. And it's not just because they've had a couple good games in a row. You go back to the North Carolina game. This running back unit has been phenomenal. Ryan, I mean, really, the Carrot Cow game, really, Ryan. Yeah, they are. They are the only team in the country that has three running backs that 85 plus carries this season so and they're the of, only yeah. team in the country with three running backs with over 600 all-purpose yards it's the only one in college football right and so yeah th- this has been a big time group you need to continue that right yep. this is not going to be a receiver oriented football team that's not what our next point is going to be about you still got to mm-hmm. be who you are it's about expanding who you are is Just. what we're looking for so I think that's a key too, is because there there can be two dangers, Ryan, in a game like this. One is we're just going to come out, we're going to play bully ball, we're going to go thirteen personnel the whole game, run it down their throat, get out of here with a thirty to three victory, and mm-hmm. call it a day. Okay, fine, you, you know you got a W, but did you really make your football team better? Are you in better position to go beat USC in two weeks because you did that? No, you're not. The other danger is going the opposite extreme, which is. Hey, there's all these things we've been wanting to try. Navy's past defense stinks. Let's do all these things. And you come and you get away. And then you try to go back to who you are. But now you're out of rhythm. You're out of sync. Navy's put 10 points on the board. And now you're scrambling a little bit. It's finding that happy medium of here's who we are. Here's our happy place. But we're also going to expand who we are in these areas that are our strengths. And we're going to make those better. That's the key. You have an identity now, like Notre Dame is starting to build that identity offensively, right? Like you just mentioned it. The running backs are fantastic for Notre Dame. It's a great three-headed monster. You have Michael Mayer, who I still contest is the best tight end in all of college football. And you have an offensive line that is playing as well as any unit in the country right now. That stuff is still there. That stuff doesn't go away, right? You're not reinventing your identity in this game. You're building off of your identity. So your running backs are still your dudes. Your tight end is still your dude. Your offensive line is still your dudes. Like those are guys that you need to depend on throughout the rest of the season and building into the future. Like this is what this team wants to be, right? Does it need to get better from a passing game perspective? Obviously, right? That's kind of what we're talking about. But at the core, at the baseline of what you want to do, you want to be a physical running football team that understands where their strengths are. Right now it's in the backfield. Right now it's at tight end. Right now it's at the offensive line. Don't forget what your identity is in this football game. Because to your point, Brian, this is this is not a trap game in the sense that Navy is going to come out and beat Notre Dame. That's what trap game usually means, right? This is a trap game in the sense that you see an opportunity in a department that you have not been super successful in and you forget who you are. And you forget what you are and you forget what makes you successful. Don't get trapped. Don't get trapped. Your guys are still your guys. Your dudes are still your dudes. Take advantage of that and build is the biggest thing. But we're building off of something. So therefore, you need to establish the thing that makes you most successful. And that is still the running game. That is still Michael Mayer. Know who your dudes are in this football game.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, and your running backs need to be, get back to being a bigger piece of the pass game. And that was one of the things that was a sneaky part of the Clemson game. We didn't see the running backs used as much in the in the pass game, but they were more. You saw Chris Tyree getting this, the, the well-designed bootleg you know slide. It's, it's a simple concept, but it's a simple concept that works when you have Chris Tyree running it and you're a team that runs the football effectively. We saw him getting a now screen. It's the easiest 15-yard Chris Tyree is ever going to get, Right. But it now makes you better. Then all of a sudden you start motioning him outside after you've hit a couple of those and Clemson's now more aware of it. This actually happened. And now all of a sudden you're ramming it up their throat with Audric Estime and Logan yep. Diggs. And, and now they've got less bodies in the box. That stuff makes way too much sense. That's part mm-hmm. of about building about who you are is you have it in your arsenal. When you've used it in the past, it's looked great. When you've used it against Clemson, it looked great expand on that i know you love 12 personnel and there's definitely a place for 12 personnel the way that they're using it now but go to 22 personnel at times right Mm -hmm. i mean use 21 more effectively as a a counterweight to what teams are going to try to do to you those are all things that are part of building around who you are point number three ryan key number Mm -hmm. three have to improve the pass game this is the perfect game for the pass game now again it has to be on top of who you are and who you think you need to be to beat usc that's the thing. Isn't it's not like Navy sucks, and you know let's just go beat up on this kid over here at corner that stinks. That's no different than the other part about bullying him. I will say this, however, if you have that type of matchup, I'd still like to see that being utilized because that at least can justify that by saying, "Hey, but we're getting Deion Colsey some confidence. We're getting Tobias some confidence and into a rhythm. We're getting Drew some confidence. We're getting Lorenzo Styles head head out as you know what. You know, you're doing. You're get finally getting Braden Lindsey going. There, there's that's why I say I would buy that more than just running it down their throat the whole game. Is mm-hmm. take advantage of that. But then also, if there's some stuff that you think you want to put on film to make sure USC's prepared for it, then use this game for that. A couple wrinkles here and there where. You know, you do some. I would, I would RPO the heck out of the next two teams. Even if you don't plan on running a million RPOs against USC, let them see a lot of it to say, "Hey, look, guys, this is the evolution of our offense. You can't creep inside like you like the other teams have. We're gonna, we're you're gonna put that on film and make them worry about that. Those are those are all parts of it. And another thing I think they need to do is these next two games they need to really work on changing Drew's pocket mechanics. And mm-hmm. I talked about this a couple weeks ago, Ryan. He's catching the ball and basically staying right there, essentially. Yeah. He needs to catch the ball and get depth. No drop. Yeah. And, and that's going to do two things. Number one, it's let him, it's going to let him get in better rhythm. Drew mm-hmm. is a rhythm passer. Yep. It's going to let him get in better rhythm so the routes can develop. So he's not just standing there 
pumping his feet as the guys are running routes. It's going to get him in a better rhythm, but he's got to get further from the line. I, I've said this many times. Being a six-foot quarterback does not make it hard to see over the line of scrimmage, except when it's right in your face. Mm-hmm. And that's the point is he's not getting that depth. So the footwork needs to be enhanced a little bit to allow Drew to get more depth in, in a lot of those drop-back situations. Like even the play-action stuff, he does the ride, and he takes like two little, two to three little like mini steps, right? And then he waits on the routes to get open. That's bad timing. Mm-hmm. That gets mm-hmm. his eyes locked in. That and when your feet stop, your mind and your eyes speed up as a quarterback. That, that's just fact. And so when you're just sitting there, kind of pumping your feet, waiting on guys to get open, your brain starts going because if I'm not moving, the defense is getting closer. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's the psychological part of teaching a quarterback is you've got to get him moving his feet. That means get more drops. And that when he does climb the pocket to get more on a throw, he's not climbing right into a guy where his arms get hit. So I think they need to really work on that this week and make sure that you are setting your protections accordingly, knowing that he is going to be deeper, that that may adjust a little bit what your tackles are doing, and then that is going to open up more opportunities. But on also the other thing you can do to help him is get the ball out quickly. Navy's, mm-hmm. If Navy's going to play off, Run a million RPOs like Chip Long did in 2018. I mean, he let he let Ian Book come out. Ian Book came out and ripped Navy apart in the first half. I think they jumped up to like a 27 nothing lead or something crazy like that. Why? Ian Book started the game off like 10 of 11 on RP, mostly on RPOs, and just little quick outs, little bubbles, little hitches, things like that. Because Navy was loading the box because that team was pretty good running the football too. And then all of a sudden, once they hit a few of those, now all of a sudden Dexter Williams and Tony Jones are ripping it up the middle because they've had to expand. So those are other parts of the past game, Ryan, that I really want to see. Those are some things that that need to get done now, not just to beat Navy and give USC something to think about. But if you can do those and make those more of a staple of who you are, you're going to be a much better offense and a much harder to stop offense. There's no question about it. It's it's a very natural progression, too. Like It's not like we're asking, all right, you have a great running game. Let's also add in a, a drop-back passing game, a vertically-elemented drop-back passing game that's a little foreign to what you're doing offensively, right? Like, literally, the RPO game and the screen game would work perfectly off of how Notre Dame is functioning as an offense right now, the ability to run the football. Because what happens when you have the ability to run the football? Like you said, Brian, you have to stack the box a little bit more. You also have to – teams are going to blitz a little bit more to try to kind of mess up the timing of the, in the run game. And that's when you – oh. Numbers game, quick RPO out there. I'm going to hit that quick hitch. I'm going to hit that quick slant, whatever it is, out, post. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do out of the RPO game, screen game as well. As teams get more aggressive to try to stop your run game, let them go. Screens over top of your head and we're out, right? Like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of different stuff that you can do to accentuate the strength of your offense. You're not doing anything that's out of the ordinary. You're not doing anything that's extraordinary. You're just adding on to an already strong rushing attack. It makes total sense, but I agree that it's a it's what needs to happen in my opinion because you need to get Drew comfortable. You saw to see the swag, you started to see the swagger at the end of the football game last week against Clemson. What perfect way to build off of that than adding in some easy wrinkles to get him excited and get him confident early on and to ride that to the victory. We've seen Drew in a couple football games, you know, you think about North Carolina especially where when he gets his confidence going early, you build off of that and he makes good decisions and he's, you know, just kind of 
tricolating the ball down the field, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's what needs to happen, man. That's what type of passer he is. And I think that you can accomplish that with what you have been able to set up with the run game this year so far, or last few games, especially. That was Hank Schramm, right? I always get that confused with, with the Vince Lombardi quote, right? Wasn't that Hank, Hank Schramm from the uh, Super Bowl against the, was it the Vikings? It's Mitchell, Mitchell, so. Mitchell, the ball yes. down the field, boys. Yeah, I it think was. that was Hank Schramm. Was. Yeah, it was. Great, yep. great quote, Grant. Very well done, young buck. Very well done. I uh, <laughs> like you even more now. You know, like you even more now. Yeah, so th- that's a big key, Ryan. And, and then key number four is finish, mm-hmm. right? This team needs to – this team still has to learn a little bit how to put a team away. I thought last week was a really good – like the offense was, was you know, really scuffling a little bit in the first half. I mean, they, they were missing opportunities. They just weren't – they just weren't where they should have been as far as kind of uh, – boy, you just had so many missed opportunities. But then you get to the second half, Ryan – and you see this football team kind of start to say, okay, like, uh, man, you know, like you guys are kind of starting to figure it out a little bit. Like this is kind of who we were hoping this this team would be, that we thought this team could be. And then you come out in the second half, you know, Notre Dame gets the ball in the third quarter, and you start to say, okay, this is, this is what this team is capable of, right? And, you know, the defense helped you out a little bit, but – well, actually, should say third quarter. Say fourth quarter. You saw what this team is capable of, right? But you know, third quarter, you didn't. You didn't get any points on the board in the third quarter. But the fourth quarter, you know, you get the short field. You you put the ball. You know, you run it down their throat. You know, you put a nice. Well, actually, they put a nice drive together to make it twenty-eight nothing. Like you, you use the interception uh, to make it uh, to make it um, you know twenty-one nothing. And then they get the drive. They go up to twenty-one nothing. Then the defense makes you go up twenty-eight nothing with the pick six. Their team goes down in response to make it 28-7, and now we're thinking like, okay, they're just going to run the clock out and all that. But they went down, and they didn't throw a bunch, but they put the ball right down their throat and score a touchdown and put it away. Like that was that's what we want to see. Now we want to see a little bit earlier. And so to me, that's a big key is finish off drives with, with touchdowns, finish off plays, right? Like, you know, do those kind of things so you can really put this team away and finally give some of your other guys. If, if you come out of this game healthy – and giving your young bucks a chance to play, that is a huge success for you. Yeah. You know, it's going to help keep you fresh for the. I mean, these ne- look. Let's be real. These next two games, you're playing inferior opponents. Mm-hmm. Now, Notre Dame can't overlook those inferior opponents because they've lost to inferior opponents this year twice. Sure, and they've struggled against other inferior opponents. So it's not about overlooking them. It's about it's about the opposite. Come in with the respect that you that of. Of hey, if we don't play our game, we've shown we're capable of getting beat. But we also know that if we play our game, we can not only beat people, we can blow people out. You've mm-hmm. had three straight blowout victories. I mean, where where games really weren't as close. I would say each of the last three games, none of them were as close as the final score. I thought the Clemson game was not as close as the final score. Ryan, you've written that this week. I didn't think the Syracuse game was as close as the final score, and mm-hmm. the UNLV game definitely wasn't as close as the final score. The only one you could argue was Syracuse. You know, just because at least for the first half, it was a somewhat close game for the first half. And then yep. Notre Dame kind of broke it open in the second half. But you want to see them come out, Ryan, and really finish a team off the right way, which means blow them out to where by the end of the third quarter, you're having the conversation of, okay, is it time to get the young guys in the game? And that's going to come across as really disrespectful to Navy, and I don't mean it to be. It's just one of those things where that's another step towards Notre Dame becoming the team that you're going to be. Because if you get a lead on, let's say they go up on USC 24-13 in the third quarter, that's mm-hmm. not run the clock out time and punt it away. That's right. no, you've got to go for the jugular because that team can score two touchdowns in two minutes mm-hmm. on you. You know what I mean? It's that attitude of, and that's what I loved about the pass to Michael Mayer. 
They didn't need that play to win, but it was a statement play, right? Mm-hmm. I said on Saturday night it was an FU play. Maybe it was an FU play, but it, it maybe it was an FU play not just to Dabo, but more so to the rest of the nation, and that's what Marcus Freeman said. The whole damn world knows now how good we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe it was that. Like, no, no, no. This isn't the this isn't the Notre Dame of the past where we get up 24 to nothing and we're just gonna run the sucker out and take, you know, be happy with the dub. We're we're gonna bury you. Mm-hmm. And I hope that was the beginning of a change. And because you can blow a team like Navy out respectfully, right? Mm-hmm. Like what I'm not saying is put Steve Angeli in and run a reverse throwback pass down the field. No, it's not what I'm saying. But put this team away, get Steve in the game, and let him run the offense. Let him run some bootlegs. Let him take a couple first down, you know, drop back throws. I'm not saying he should throw 20 passes in this game, but let him get six or seven throws in this game. As long as you're not doing stuff that's disrespectful, Coach Nia Matalolo will understand. He will. Because there's a way to beat a team and playing your game, and then there's a way of running up the score. Mm -hmm. And that's not what we're saying. We're not saying that. So I think finishing is going to be a big key for this offense too, Ryan. Well, and I think that to that last point that you made, Brian, about wanting to see some of the young guys, it's great for the program, first and foremost, right? Because you know, as as much as you're practicing, live bullets are the biggest, biggest help to development, right? Like being able to feel that speed, being able to see what you can do, what you need to work on, what is going to move, because the game moves really fast in a football game. It does, especially early on in your career. So being able to just feel that speed, I think, would be helpful for a lot of players. And, you know, the fan part of me, right? Like, I've heard a lot of great things about Joshua Burnham. I've heard a lot of great things about Donovan Heinich. We've heard a lot of great things about Tyson Ford. I would like to see some of those players on Saturday, you know? Like, I want to see what the future of Notre Dame football looks like. And that's the selfish part of me. That's not, you know, everything that Notre Dame needs in order to win this football game, obviously. But for the future... It is a big opportunity to see some of those players. And the killer instinct during the Clemson game, Brian, is what felt so great to me because it was different to your point, right? In the Brian Kelly era and just seemingly in my entire life as a Notre Dame fan, it's like the games where it's a no doubter, you just kind of let your foot off the gas a little bit, right? And it's just, it's frustrating. It is because then you're at the end of the game and you're like, I should feel better about this victory. But there was no killer instinct to it. The Marcus right. Freeman play that went viral last week, where you know he's you know basically you know Drew comes over to, or Michael Mayer comes over to him and they're talking about like he called the play and stuff. That was different, right? Like you wouldn't have seen that in the past, and because and I know that because we literally didn't see it in the past. So I I just it got me pumped up, man. And again, that kind of revitalized my belief in this program, belief in the coaching staff, and belief where it's going because that was difference. Difference is sometimes a very good thing, and especially in this instance. And that's a great thing to see. So I agree. I think that seeing a team dominate a football game from start to finish, but really when the game game is about to get put out of reach, you put that nail in the coffin. And that's what you saw last week. There was a killer instinct – to compete into the final whistle and not let up to put make a statement. And that's what you saw last week. I think it needs to continue this week. It's going to look a little different than what it looked like against Clemson, but the mentality needs to stay the same.
The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.